0: Welcome back to the PissCast. My name is Tor. I'm your pitside dad. I'm 53 years old. I go to a lot of uh, heavy music shows. I trip over my words when I do my intros, and I'm about to tell you the top 10 albums of 2023, according to me. We're going to go as fast as we can today. I'm going to give you some samples of each album, and then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, concerts, or a concert that I went to, and give you an example of how dumb the internet can be. Fight on. Uh, I think the world of you, and here... We go. Number ten, Mansion, Second Death. This Finnish group channels Cartanoists, which is a group of crazy ass early twentieth century to mid-20th century Christian uh fundamentalists or um, radicalists who basically eschewed every earthly pleasure and in the process made pretty much everybody who worshipped in their style miserable. Uh, This is really compelling stuff and horrifying stuff. And it's a story. It's not a story. It's a meditation on spirituality and human illness. And they all, they do it all in character from The album on through the interview. So, Mansion, Second Death, check it out. Oh, and it's more like a Doomy album. Slow uh, drudgery. Number nine, not my dog. Number nine is Inevitable by SummerHaze99. The best example of black metal being stretched into places where black metal purists think black metal shouldn't go. Um, it's, it's like this record is, is special. It's like a perfect angle joint of black metal sonics and the unboundaried future of the form in terms of like tinkering and tweaks. It feels like it's put here to maybe alight the dialectic of the single consciousness between masculine feminine voice and matters of the heart. And no matter where black metal goes from here, this album I feel like is going to be destined to be like a touchstone. God Come Poltergeist by Crisis Sigil, uh, Ada Rook, One Woman Project, is really scratching that Frontier itch for me. If you don't know who Frontier is, Frontier is. They are a Scottish m- bunch of mad people who uh, make music that seems barely musical at times and totally unintelligible and yet makes perfect sense. This is that same kind of frenetic bizarreness. Uh, although more melody than that one has, which makes it even more interesting. Nobody can protect me. Number 8B, because I get to do that, is The Unfailing Rope by Sunrot. <clears throat> if I had to pick one subgenre above all the others this year, it'd be Sludge. Uh, this album is grim, and it's like the sound of someone bloodied and clawing their way out of a crater of their own self-loathing. Good Sludge is authentic, and this feels like it's perfectly real. The vocals are pain racked The doomy chambers of distortion are like chords detailing the walls of a personal prison. Tower of Silence is an immaculate tone poem that sticks in your gut long after the 11-minute runtime has elapsed. Whole record makes a deep, deep, lasting impression. Number seven, Harbored by Harbored. I'm always surprised when a piece of art achieves peak intensity, then manages, this, manages to sustain it over a long stretch, or in, in the case of music, over the course of repeat listens. Harbored is the most consistently intense listen on my list this year, and the most intense record I've heard in in quite a while. I'm sure some would argue this, but many of the records people claim to have massive potency and intensity don't even approach this one. The musicianship is fucking staggering. The songwriting is impeccable and the power feels like it comes from cavernous walls of ect emotion. It's brutal and unyielding, but it never crosses the line into like unintentional parody. The whole record is a feat, but the drumming and the vocals punch deep into your head and leave like a magnetic rattle that will draw you back to this album over and over again. Number six, Blood Command, World Domination. Blood Command is the best rock band in the world right now. The best hard rock band in the world right now. I don't feel like I have to qualify that in any way. They are doing things and putting things together that at times don't seem like they should work. And they're doing it with both balladry and stuff that verges on... Uh, hardcore and it's it's fucking staggeringly good it's so good just go listen to world domination there's like 20 songs on it you might dislike one i dislike just one Right, top five. Number five is Managed, De- Managed Decline by Underdark. This has the vibe of the American neorealist films of the 70s and documentaries like Harlan County, USA, Um, or kind of maybe more appropriately like the Brit- British Kitchen Sink cinema of the 50s and 60s. Much of it has this narrative arc that seems shaded in gray, trending towards just total blackness. It's like a fictionalized rendering of the human cost of the UK's economic hijacking by neoliberal predators from the late seventies through the early nineties. It's stark and it's a portrait of the boot heel of capitalism, grinding poor and middle-class people into the boggy putridity at the bottom of the market ladder. But what brings this album to such a place of favor with me is not just the palpable anguish portrayed, it's the notes of hope or the drive to hope that is woven into this dense musical fabric. Conceptually and narratively, there is so much suggested here, more than than enough to keep me busy and probably any listener busy continually diving back in to unearth more ideas and expose themselves to the spectrum of emotions that are at play here. It's a great sounding record that is also a great work of storytelling. Managed Decline by Underdark. Four Femina Furens by Juna. I don't think I, I've said everything I can say about Juna, except that they—they they are just absolutely their their own unique thing. And when you see this band live, they're great on record, and the record will keep you going for years to come. But go see these two people do this live because. I promise you it'll be one of the best shows you see this year. Uh, as for this song, Suicidal on Christmas is one song that I think doesn't get called out enough. Um, but I think for me this year, because I experienced a lot of personal problems and loss throughout the year, uh, that being 2023, Music is such a tonic for heartache, especially when the band can portray a range of emotions and Donna Diane can belt, but it's only part of the album's impact. Languor, desperation, rage, irony, defeatism, determination, pride, sloth, wrath, envy, lust, and probably greed and gluttony, too. The words and the music give the listener ways to consider it all, and you don't get much more impactful than that when it comes to music. Especially heavy music. My rubber face Could take up Number three, Ugly, with the with the album Autograph. I said before that the year belongs to Sludge, and it absolutely does, but none of those Sludge records were any better than this one. Howls from the bowels of human suffering threaded through caves of distortion and muddy low ends. All of that is present here in the year's best Sludge offering from Arizona's criminally underappreciated Ugly. What separates this from the other great sludge albums this year is the inclusion of diverse sound tapestries in the background executed like with perfect pitch. Um, The themes are wound around this interplay of sounds and backed up by haunting samples drawn from the mouths of socially functional human predators. It's just a chilling product when taken as a whole. And it also just thumps. When you need it to thump and you need to bob your head, this album does that too. It's no mean feat. There really never was a way out. Number two, best metalcore album of the year for I Am King with Crown. Um, this thing has tempos that shift all over the place, perfectly placed breakdowns. Um, when the guitars come up, and especially in the bridge of the song Barriers, there's not only ferocity, but there's patience and direction that serves the song perfectly. And that happens over and over again in this album. I think you could be partially forgiven for listening to this and being like, "Well, it's it's standard metalcore." But then you're probably not really listening because first of all, Alma Elisade's voice is magical. Magical. And then the amount of technical proficiency given over to the patience of the bluesy sections that bind this all together makes it just much more special than somebody listening with sort of muted or, or, or capped ears because they don't like metalcore or they think they know what metalcore is. Go back, listen to Crown, and tell me I'm wrong. You can't. You won't because you're wrong. the number one album of the year coming as no surprise to anybody is only constant by gel the best concert i saw this year was gel the best album i heard this year was gel gel this is the year of gel after sludge hardcore had the best year lots of great albums out there but nobody took hardcore boiled it down to its component parts then built it back up with the simplest formulas and made it the most impactful. Only gel did that. And they did it so well that I would put this side by side with any Ramones record. That's what I'm saying in the history of punk hardcore being a subsidiary of punk, let's say in the history of that music, this is one of the best albums ever. I'd say it. Bring me what you want. Bring me any other hardcore album. And I'll put this one up against it. Gel only constant. Go listen to it and tell me that after it's over, why do I keep telling you to tell me things? Don't tell me anything. Just go listen to these 10 albums. Tell me what you like. Tell me you hate them all. I don't care. Thank you for listening. Okay, so I went to see Escuela Grind uh, and Take offense. Condition One, Come Mierda, Bonginator, and Barbary at Nine Lives uh, this past weekend. Also went to see Vorlust at Arlene Francis, and that was great. Uh, but the Escuela Grind show is interesting because nobody gets more shit talked about them online than Escuela Grind. And generally speaking, uh, I... I don't listen to that stuff, but it is so prevalent. Here's what I'm going to say about them. I've seen them three times now, and they blow everybody off the stage every single time. Kids, just a reminder, the internet is not your friend. Those people out there, they're not who they say they might be. And I'm older than your parents. I could be your grandfather. So listen to me, because I'm super wise. I don't like Escuela Grind because, I mean, they aren't like Grind, you know? I mean, they don't stand up for anything except trans rights and like underserved people and shit, but I mean, they only do that because George Soros won't pay their tour bills if they don't. Fan sucks. Period. EG stole from my friends. I'm never gonna support that shit. You can tell when someone is trying to cash in, sell out, or become a big band new metal riffs and weak-wristed drumming when they start defending and dick-riding every other sellout band I really don't like that they have the word grind in their name it bothers me enough fucking said, keep grind punk corny ass weed brand. fucked over a bunch of bands, pay to play their main motive is money maybe one day I can own enough bitcoin to try to buy Infest's friendship to play never you obviously do not know what went down in los angeles and portland when eg didn't pay the book or what was promised it wasn't a decade ago it was in 2016 when you were still discovering the grindcore genre adding grind in the name after cease and desist because they're not creative enough to come up with a new oh, name Is it a lady band? vocalist is female guitarist is a dude in a dress yeah this band is shit my review singer is cute music is boring entry-level shit move along three out of ten i hate him i hate him i just hate him so much your band's totally good baby girl now let's get you out of those sweaty clothes. They once made me feel like I had small hands. And I hate their music now. Escuela Grind must be funded by Vitalos' credit card or some deep pocket management investing in them. LGBTQ groups give them a grant to tour. Expenses are covered, so they typically take door deals. Not to mention Jesse is a Freemason. They didn't smoke me out after our Poughkeepsie gig, fucking news. Singer dressed up as Tourette's guy for Halloween. A group that promotes inclusivity yet thinks ableist humor is funny enough to wear as a costume. Falling off a stage. Karma. Also, their music is awful. This is a rumor. This is a rumor. This is a rumor. But I've heard in earlier Facebook posts, they've said a lot of racist and questionable things on there. I'm not sure if it's true or not, but... Just need to point that out. Escuela Grind are without question anti-religious zealots. They are straight-phobic, anti-white, misandrist SJWs. And they have radical counter-American leanings and are clandestine foot soldiers in the war on Christmas. I hear Bertrand Russell, Schopenhauer, and Foucault, but they don't even credit Jeremy Bentham, which makes Escuela Grind deserving of Kierkegaard's ball of snot rebuke. Dude. My band is so much sicker than a of Grind, but nobody is fucking listening to us. It makes me so mad. My best friend's band's bass player lent them a pedal in Sudbury last year, and they straight stole that shit. Um, and when their singer's mom's boyfriend went to get it back from the cousin of the drummer, the guitar player's uncle's Doberman almost bit him, and the promoter's little niece's classmate's stepmom, too. They're bad people Grind car? More like phone cars No, know they're fucking Celtics fans All the necessary ingredients for the wet fart that is that lame ass band Boycott squella Grind Just what you needed More old guys talking about new things Well that's what this whole podcast is about So if you don't like that, tune out <laughs> Literally millions of other people have tuned this out So just join the numbers. I have some of the greatest numbers when it comes to non-followers that you will ever see. Billions and billions of people do not follow me. So thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with a story episode next week and for the foreseeable future. I think the world of you. Thank you for listening. Don't believe what you read on the internet. And go see Escuela Grind because they are just about as good as it gets for live bands. Especially with the venue sizes they're playing right now, they just set it on fire.